0: Just a quick heads up, there are some mild spoilers for the film being discussed today on Very Famous Movie Podcast, so please enjoy at your own risk. Doctor? Come on, what? What? Always do the right thing. Get away from her, you bitch! <laughs> uh, this shit just got <laughs> real. Better alive. You're coming with me. Samsonite! I was way off! What up, world? Robert Jordan Hunt here, and welcome to Very Famous Movie Podcast. So in the next few days, uh, Sean and John and I are going to record episodes on the 30th anniversary of Batman Returns and David Cronenberg's return to cinema, Crimes of the Future. But for now, it's just Jordan. And I want to take a few minutes to talk to you about Top Gun, Maverick. First things first... I am a massive Tom Cruise fan. I mean, the dude just makes good movies. That's all there is to it. It's what he does. He's good at it, and he's been doing it for a very long time. So, of course, I'm obviously a genuine and unironic fan of the original Top Gun as well, uh, in large part due to Tom Cruise, but also because Tony Scott fucking rules, okay? That's just all there is to it, you stooges. Now, having said all that, I was always quite hesitant at the idea of a sequel to Top Gun. It really felt like a movie of its time. Very 80s, you know, the enemy is very clearly Russia, which makes sense, given the the time period. Um, but it, it really just seemed best suited to kind of stay in the 80s. And I don't I don't mean that as an insult by any means. It's it's a great movie. It's a great movie of the 80s. But I, I just really thought, I don't know, it... it <laughs> It felt desperate when I first heard about it from Tom Cruise, and and if I'm being honest, um, even though Tom Cruise is the absolute superstar that he is for a uh, very good reason, aside from the Mission Impossible movies, he's had varying degrees of success regarding box office performance. I mean, he made he's made a lot of good movies in the last ten years: Edge of Tomorrow, Rules, The First Jack Reacher is incredible, but neither of those movies set the box office on fire quite like he used to do consistently. In the 80s and the 90s and so that's kind of what I mean like w- when I say it felt like a desperate cash-in um it, it, again at least at first like when it was first announced like in 2018 or 19 or whatever it was because it was delayed for two years because of the pandemic and on top of that the director Joseph Kaczynski uh, I'm not or I wasn't the hugest fan of I I think Tron Legacy looks beautiful there's a there is some uh, amazing action sequences but the pace drags the the story is some is mostly uninteresting to me i think i'm just not i'm not a big tron fan i'm sorry okay it is what it is but um something about that world that like i appreciate it but i can't really get into it and then kind of the same thing about oblivion i i think it it looks beautiful there's some great action tom cruise is good as as well and it's nice to see an original you know sci-fi blockbuster but overall i just thought it was okay So when it was announced that he was going to be directing Top Gun Maverick, it made me extra hesitant. You know, obviously he could direct an action scene, but to me it just meant, okay, this is just going to be a mediocre follow-up to uh, an 80s classic that we just don't really need. I mean, again, at least that's what I was thinking when it was announced. Full disclosure, uh, I have not seen kaczynski's movie only the brave which i have uh especially in the last few weeks since top gun 2 came out i've heard that it's uh quite amazing the movie about the firefighter crew that i th- uh, that based on a true story starring josh brolin miles teller taylor kitsch for me kind of or kind of came and went didn't really make a splash at the box office but uh, seems to have gained quite the following and again i've heard that it's really really good so i, I do want to check that out at some point anywho all that to say i was hesitant I was really very hesitant. I, I wasn't sure how it was going to go, how it was going to be. I wanted it to be good, but who knew? Then the movie started sc- screening for critics. The hype started to build. It ended up debuting with Tom Cruise's biggest box office weekend of all time with $126 million over three days and then $160 million over four for the Memorial Day weekend, setting a new record that had been held for over 15 years by Pirates of the Caribbean 3. And that's when I started uh, really believing the hype. I I had a full week's worth of hype, actually, before I even saw the movie in its second weekend, and uh, it fucking blew me away. This movie's incredible. It is so much fun, so engaging, sets incredible stakes, even though it's all, you know, perfectly wrapped up in this nice, broad, blockbuster package. But I think that's its secret weapon right there, though. this This movie honestly, focuses on character. They put characters first because the story itself, and you know, I feel like I've been a broken, broken record lately about this stuff, the story is very simple. Maverick gets called back to Top Gun to teach, this time around, a highly important mission that needs to be done in three weeks. He has to put together a team to blow up this place that has nuclear things uh, in order to essentially save the world. And that's it. It's a, it's a training movie. He has to train them to do this mission or else the world is in trouble. Very simple, very to the point. But because the plot is so simple, it allows the audience to have plenty of time with all of the characters um, to, to get to know them, to get to care about them so that when the action finally hits, you're like, Oh shit, I hope so-and-so makes it because one of the great things about this sequel is we do have the original one where a crucial character does die. So even though you probably know that like this is not going to be a deep, dark ending of any kind, somebody could die, and, and there are the stakes, because you like these people. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you know the end of the movie or you can see the signs from far away. If you care about these characters, you're going to care about what happens to them, and the movie knows that. Now, if I may, I would like to talk about the cast for a second, and I'm going to start with Miles Teller. Miles Teller is an actor whose real-life persona has become kind of irritating to me um i don't i don't have any specific reason he just kind of seems like a douchebag that's all i can say i see interviews with them i've heard stories where he's just not the most pleasant person and sometimes that can kind of seep into his performances for me however i thought he was truly spectacular in whiplash same for the spectacular now it is very clear that he is a very talented actor he's a good actor i mean this is the Well, It's the second time he's worked with Kaczynski, but in the time that it was delayed with COVID, they've since made a third movie together. And I mean, I get it because in this movie as Rooster, he plays Goose's son, Anthony Edwards' character from the original, and he's fantastic. He's got exactly as much charisma as you'd expect and uh, hot-headedness and hard-headedness. He he really is great here. And honestly, he's a great foil for Tom Cruise. I'm not saying he's like the next Tom Cruise or anything, but they both uh, have a strong screen presence. And when they fight, because, you know, of course there's some conflict. It You know, Goose's dad died on his watch, essentially. And of course, Brewster has some resentment. And that's a whole thing throughout the movie that they work out. And it's, it's a great character bits for both of them but i'll be honest miles teller is really really good in this movie and you know what the whole cast is honestly really good there's there's a a who's who of up-and-coming talent in in terms of the people who uh play the students in this but a couple of the standouts are uh monica babaro who plays call sign phoenix the lone female pilot in the bunch there's also lewis pullman yes pullman as in bill pullman's son whose call sign is bob and the stealth MVP of the whole thing is Glenn Powell, who's actually from Austin, Texas, as Hangman. He, you could kind of say that he's like the Iceman character of this one in terms of he's very much a cocky asshole leader who wants to you know be number one over Rooster, and it kind of reflects uh, Mavericks and Iceman's relationship. But all that to say, uh, Glenn Powell is a forced-to-be-reckoned myth. This this guy has got charisma just oozing off the screen. And uh, legend has it. It's not a legend. I think this is a fact. Him and Miles Teller were both... In the running to play Rooster. And, you know, Miles Teller obviously got the part, but because he was so good, Tom Cruise and the producers created the character of Hangman because they just knew they had to get this guy in the movie. And he's, I mean, he's fantastic. He, it's a small part, but he makes his presence known. It's, it's a really great, it's, it's, could be considered a star making performance, if you will. And of course, there is the wonderful, beautiful, amazing Jennifer Connolly as Maverick's love interest, uh, Penny. She plays uh, uh, the local bartender around town who uh, apparently had a past relationship with Maverick back in the day. It's not specified how long, but they have a history. And things rekindle as he's back into town. And honestly, it is quite refreshing to see Tom Cruise in an age-appropriate relationship. Uh, I mean, Jennifer Connelly is amazing on her own, no matter what. But like her and Tom have actual chemistry. Why? Because they're both movie stars. And I mean, that's just all there is to it. But one thing that I really loved is that, you know, in in the first movie, there's a very famous, I mean, love story, but also a love scene set to Take My Breath Away, the Oscar winning song that really kind of pushed the limits of a PG rating back in the day, if you will. But this one, there is, there is a love scene, but it's, it's told after the fact that, that they have made love. Speaking of Tom, it really makes me very happy to say that He is so good in this movie. It's exciting because, yes, he's turning on his movie star charm. The same, you know, megawatt smile that shot him to stardom in the first one and all the charisma that he's always had. It's all there, right? I mean, he he could do this in his sleep, but he's still giving 100%, which is amazing. But this movie actually gives him uh, a chance to act, which I feel like he... And that's not to say that he doesn't act and give his all in the Mission Impossible movies, but there, there's some actual character beats here that where like the movie slows down and you see Maverick get a little emotional, uh, specifically in the scene where Val Kilmer returns as Iceman. It's a wonderful, um, poignant scene that, you know, about friendship. Like they've they have remained friends this whole time and the whole reason Maverick is still in the Air Force at all is because... Iceman has moved up in the ranks, become an admiral, and basically covers his ass. But the beautiful thing is, they they address Val Kilmer's real life health troubles in a very um, sensitive and beautiful way. It's 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 definitely treated with respect. His character. And um, Val Kilmer himself is treated with respect. And it's a genuinely touching scene between the two. I, I won't get into too much detail about it because it really it, it really deserves to be seen. But they both bring it in terms of their dramatic A-game. But it, it's almost shocking to see uh, Tom get emotional on screen. I feel like we haven't really seen that in a long time. And I think people have forgotten what a great actor he genuinely is. I mean, he's been nominated for three Oscars and uh so yeah it's i mean he he's amazing in it and again it's it all goes back to the stakes f- for the fate of the characters you you're spending time to to see these guys you're getting to know them and so when the fight does come you're like oh shit i don't want them to die i like them it's 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 fantastic storytelling all the way around all right all right enough jordan what about the flight scenes huh yeah i know i know that's what you want to talk about well guess what they are fucking amazing they are insane i did not see this movie in imax i should have seen this movie in imax i'm just glad i saw it on the big screen but the action scenes are exhilarating there are numerous shots of tom cruise actually flying jets and footage of the actors actually in jets. I think they learned how to fly. Are they flying? I don't know. I don't care. It looks real mostly because it is real. And that is so thrilling to see on screen. That is, I mean, I'm an easy target for anything practical, especially stunt wise. And Tom Cruise is obviously all about that. And I mean, look, the guy's been putting his life on the line for the last 10, 15 years just for our entertainment, but man,
1: Great is it, ass. It's
0: just so thrilling to to see this kind of stuff, and uh, you know, especially not a, a movie that's just not filled with CGI spectacle. I'm sure there's CGI in it, but the focus is on practical action, and and Kaczynski really shines here, and as he always has. But finally, that winning combination of like really good script, excellent story, excellent actors. You know, it's like everything finally came together for him. And I don't know, I I really, I was blown away by this movie in every way possible. And and it's like, it gave me that old school feeling of, of walking out. It reminded me of like summer blockbusters in the 90s, right? Jurassic Park or Twister or Speed, you know, just solid action movies with like movie stars and likable characters. You know, you're just walking out of the movie theater fucking on cloud nine. I don't know. I think that's a huge part of the success of this movie, is that it it is, it goes back to a simpler way of filmmaking, and it's and it's a contained story, it's not one part of a 20 movie saga, I'm not trying to knock on Marvel or Star Wars, okay, chill out, it's just a standalone movie that anyone can see, you don't have to see the original to enjoy this movie, it fills in all the gaps that you need, which makes it a great standalone film as well, I mean, obviously it works as much as it is because of the original, but it's, Ah, I, I'm, I'm blown away by this movie I'm so glad it exists it's so wonderful to see Tom Cruise reach back up to the, his heights of a movie star and to, to see him make such a good movie and to have it be such a huge success it is very cool to see and very exciting for me so there you go guys those are my thoughts on top gun maverick but i'm very curious what did y'all think huh give us give us a shout give us a listen uh subscribe like review all that good stuff man very famous movie podcast let us let us know what you think about top gun maverick